Welcome back to Political Brothers with your hosts, Chauncey and Avery. Avery, I must say, it's been a while. We've taken a long few months of a hiatus, but we've mm-hmm. had a lot of changes in our lives, like everyone else over the course of the year. We have what seems to be, you know, new begins and endings, the resurgence of new variants of COVID, travel, marriages, love, loss, and so forth. But folks, we're back, um, and we apologize for this long hiatus, but we're back with uh, some new content, and I know Avery and I are very excited to be back, and, you know, thank you guys for sticking around. Yep. So I don't know. I, I don't have much to add to that. That was a, it was a, great, it was a great opening. There we go. That's why I always lead and you always end. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, folks, um, as you all know, a lot of things have happened over the last few months. Just to add, I mean, we've had, in my opinion, a terrible presidency in our midst. Um, The beginning of recession, baby formula shortages, and much, much more. And then obviously the Ukrainian uh, Russian war. But today, folks, Avery and I have decided out of all the numerous topics we could talk about, um, especially trying to stay out of the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard um, show of a, of, a, of a trial, we're going to stay away from that. We're going to stick with today's topic, which is going to be about, unfortunately, a very sad, tragic subject, which is something that seems to always come up every year, every day, every month, and affects every person, not just in the United States, but across the world, but which is students, not just school students, students in general, just Mm -hmm. because we have from ghost guns to just people just seem to have, again, access to guns with very minimum requirements and it's, it's just crazy, Avery. Yeah. I mean, uh, gun violence has been an uh, epidemic in the United States for a while. And it, last I checked, it does seem to be getting worse, at least in like, if you look at the frequency of mass shootings. And uh, I believe suicide rate by firearm has also increased, but I'd have to double check that. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's still, the, we're the highest in the world, I believe, um, in terms of gun violence. Well, my whole thing is, is that, and as someone who's leans more conservative and you being more liberal, I believe in the Second Amendment. I do. But what I don't believe in is the ability for just any individual to own a firearm. Because just in regards to anything in life that comes responsibility, because at the end of the day, the gun is not the one doing the killing. It's the person behind the gun. And I know an argument that some people make is, oh, well, when the good guys have the guns, the, they'll kill the bad guys. But unfortunately, what we saw in Texas was what I believe is cowardice to have a, a 14 armed men 
police officers standing by while children are calling 911. And, you know, we try to keep our personal things out of this show, but, you know, as someone who has, you know, a family and children, it's just concerning. It's just very concerning because it seems like one of those things that we shouldn't have to go through. Mm-hmm. From Colorado to, with Sandy Hook many years ago to Columbine to the Las Vegas shootings to I can I can name countless because for example statistic that I saw that shook me Avery was simply that just school shootings alone there were reported in this year two hundred and thirty three school shootings in the United States the mm-hmm. countries that rank second which there's numerous countries that rank second from uh, China to Russia etc is two to three. But in the United States, we had so far this year, and it's not even July yet, 233 school shootings. Now, my math may be wrong, uh, but it's just it's it's just very upsetting. Yeah, it's concerning because, you know, I, I think for me, the most frustrating part is that we I don't know, we, we do this again and again, right, where we we have a mass shooting. And then politicians talk about it. Um, people get angry about it. And then in about a few months, it blows over. Because like when Sandy Hook happened, I thought that was an atrocity that we were going to remember and that we were going to get change about because that was terrible. Um, and nothing, nothing changed because of it. In fact, um, in a lot of states, not Connecticut, where Sandy Hook happened, but in a lot of states, gun restrictions actually relaxed. Um, and I'm not afraid to be political about it, but um, the, the NRA is a very strong lobbying group and it has solidified itself uh, amongst conservative ideology in the United States. The idea that, and, and to preface, like I, I believe in the second, Amend- second Amendment too, in the sense that it's there, like unless it's removed from the constitution or modified, amended, right? It's, it's there. But I don't think the Second Amendment means that you can't have any restrictions. It just says you have the right to. The right to isn't like it, there's precedent to restricting rights in other ways. That doesn't mean getting rid of them. For example, we have restrictions on freedom of speech that the Supreme Court has upheld rulings on. Um, and we accept that. And, you know, I understand some people's concern where they think especially conservatives, but also honestly, like in more far left groups, um, they're concerned with uh, needing to protect themselves from the government or something if, an, you know, if the need arises. And I, I honestly personally don't think that's a thing that you're going to have to prepare for. And even if you had guns, you're not going to be able to do anything about. But even if that's the case, like it doesn't mean that need, that need potential need doesn't mean that we should allow for the things that are currently happening. You can still have firearms in that scenario as long as you pass a background check, pass a wait, uh, uh, a waiting, um, 
what's the word for it? Like a waiting time period, right? Of like 28 days, for example. I think most countries do that. Take a training course. You know, to get a driver's license, it takes almost two years. You have to get a permit. You have to wait then six months. You can only drive friends and families for the friends or family for like, um, or caregivers for like the first six months after that. Like we put so many restrictions on other common sense things. And yet for some reason, um, well, not some reason, heavy lobbying and propaganda, people believe that you should have unlimited restrictions on firearms, a very like set deadly set of, of weapons, right? Um, and I, you know, personally, like, I don't, I don't think bans are very effective in the sense that in the United States in the past, gun manufacturers just got around what the United States government called an assault weapon and made modifications so they could be sold again. Um, ghost guns. What's that? Ghost guns. For example, I was going to ask you that. What, what, what is a ghost gun? I haven't heard that uh, term before. Legally, uh, uh, per the United States laws, the current laws, which they are trying to revise, but the Senate's holding it uh, uh, from progressing for some reason, um, is basically, so technically, a ghost gun is basically a gun that is mailed to the, the person who purchased it. And then with all the parts and pieces to assemble it, but it's not technically a gun because it's not fully assembled. It's like, um, I guess you could say, it's like buying a swing set. Assembly is required because a swing set is not a swing set technically until you build it. So in this aspect, that's why they call them ghost guns because you don't need to get a background check. You can literally go on the internet, buy it, a kit to build a gun, and then boom. Within a few minutes, you have a gun, they even had tutorials on YouTube about it. And then there's also the idiots, which that's what they are, idiots that have taken technology such as 3D printing, and now you can manufacture weapons with a 3D printer. Uh, you can manufacture a working firearm. At least so, in terms of, well, I was just going to say, at least in terms of like mass shootings and lethality, Right now, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the most concerned about that. I don't know how the government would regulate that as a thing. Well, what well, what are you talking about? This past week alone, 12 people were killed in numerous cities from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Philadelphia. No, 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 I know, but but not with 3D printed weapons is what I'm saying. Ghost no, guns. Not, not, it's not that, no, no, not that we have, but ghost guns are one of those guns that, oh, you know. Oh, sure, sure. But, I, but I agree. My, but my whole issue is, right, we keep going through it. People keep saying hopes and prayers, you know, to the families that lost it, these loved ones. I, along with everyone else, is fed up with it. Because I don't know if, I'm, if I have, a, you know, I have a, my wife, my kids, or myself, we can go out into the world. And no day is ever promised to be a day where you come home alive. That's the United States we are in now. It yeah. seems like, you know, and I'm, for example, to be biblical, right? There's a saying in the Bible, which I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it says that there'll be a time when good becomes 
good things that were deemed evil become good, deemed good, right? People depict this as, for example, transgenderism, you know, being accepted, um, you know, uh, different pronouns being accepted and, you know, things like that, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, like OnlyFans, that's a, you know, <laughs> in the form, you know, et cetera. You know, I can go on and go on and on, and on but... The fact is, is that it seems like the morality, which I am going to demonize Biden, because the whole reason why he ran for president was to save the soul of the nation. So where is the soul of the nation is my question, because I see a shell of the United States. I Who see you- that went from somewhere respectable to now. Things are, madness has taken over. It's like a bad version of Gotham City before Batman came around. Where's our Batman? Because the fact is, right, people are killing each other. Left and right over the United States. Even New York. A democratic city, and you can look it up, Avery. Most democratic cities, Chicago, New York City, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Sacramento, and even good old San Francisco is ridden with crime, disease, violence. <laughs> All right. And Johnson, is, let I'm, me finish. Okay. Is I'm not trying to demonize the Democratic Party. I'm not trying to demonize the Republic, uh, Republican Party. But the fact is, is that this is not a party issue. This is a morality issue. And the issue is, is that our government officials both left and right and in the center of the line are doing nothing. Which is what, like we spoke before, Avery, a congressman or woman should not be able to be in office for 20 plus years, in my opinion. Because look at Nancy Pelosi. She doesn't understand this current generation. She doesn't understand shit. Or McConnell. Or McConnell, Mitch McConnell as well. And the fact is, is that you have all these young people with ideas that get smothered out because they don't have the back end, they don't have the funds, they don't have the politics. It's like House of Cards. If you don't know number, no, if you don't know the right people, if you don't get the money from the right places, you're nothing. You have no future. And that's what's wrong with the United States. We need so, to get these fucking bums out. And I'm not trying to say, oh, let's drain the swamp. Let's do a revolution, blah, 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 blah. But the fact is that there is a big problem. And it has been a steady decline. We have a president who seems more interested in having his head up his own ass, taking vacations. And then with rising gas prices, has the nerve to tell the American people to go electric. I don't know about you, Avery, but yeah, I'll love to go electric. I'll love to save the, you know, save money by not getting gas. But how can I afford a brand, a brand new electric car, especially when there's a shortage and it's hard to manufacture these cars due to that we're still having the um, echoes of, well, to be better, to be to better analogize the ripple effect of the slow economic growth and supply chain issues from COVID-19. Okay. Which, to be honest, 
years out since this pandemic first started, and yet we're still in that mist. And so, so, so I'm, gonna, I'm talking right. about in battery manufacturing, there's still a lot of issues. Sure, sure. I need to cut and in, though. That's why I'm saying that, that yeah, everyone needs to stop voting based on fucking party line. Don't vote because someone's a based on ethnicity. Stop voting based on uh, gender or um, or creed or religion. Vote for the fucking facts. Someone's either qualified or they're not qualified. Don't vote for somebody because, oh, well, they're a Democrat. So I'm going to vote Republican or vice versa. Don't vote because you want to make history and have the first female vice president who's Fucking inactive. There is okay. no leadership Dante, in the goddamn Dante. White House, Avery. And yes, Dante. am I pissed? Dante. Am I mad? Yes, I Dante. am. Dante. And I, I know I'm taking over right now, and I am because I'm on a fucking. I, I no, no, I'm not. I'm not letting you do that. Stop. Because no, you're absolutely you're right. Me, but the whole thing no, is, but let no, me finish no, no, my Dante, point. Dante. Let me Dante, finish my giving, point. You're giving me too let much me to respond to. Yes, but I'm, let me finish my point. No, no, I'm, you, you, you finished. You finished ten minutes ago. We need to have a dialogue. I don't want to sit here and listen to you rant. Okay. Yeah, but all I'm trying to say is, no, is I know you don't even have to. That's what's wrong with the United States today. Okay, sure. I, I okay, I'm going to cut in though. Uh, sorry for if this seems uh, like aggressive. I just too many things are, are going on. I want to make sure that this is still a dialogue. Okay. No, of course so, it is a dialogue. Well. Not if we let's minimize rants, okay? So, oh, yeah. um, okay, so I'm just gonna say a few things to respond to. Um, uh, so I agree that our government has largely been an act, uh, irresponsible in the sense that it's it hasn't responded to um, gun violence. However, I don't think we should pretend that that is a left and right issue because it's not. Um, the reason why. Uh, Gun violence has not been resolved in this country solely due to Republicans and centrist Democrats. It has not been due to the Democratic Party as a whole. Um, the people who vote against these provisions- like Or the Republican as a whole. What's that? It is or Republican, Republican as a whole. Party as a whole. Yeah, except for two Republican senators, it's, it's almost all Republican uh, congressmen vote against these bills in the House and the Senate. Um, it's not technically all of them, but it nearly is. To me, it's, it's a negligible difference. Um, when you look at donors that the NR, uh, for the Republican Party, the NRA is a large donor. It's lobbying, okay? They, they, don't, they do lobby to Democrats as well, but it's largely Republican Party oriented. And so I, I just don't wanna pretend like it's a left and right issue when it's not. It's mostly a right issue in the sense that um, gun legislation has not been passed because of conservatives. If, if I may, I will say this. You short, short sentence. It's not left or right. It's a humanitarian. No, I need you to say, Chauncey, that it's because of the conservative party, because it is. I'm no, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I believe that there's severe issues with the with the conservative party. But what I'm trying to state is, I don't know why the hell I got Bostonian there. But what Bostonian. I'm trying to Boston. I believe that's what people from Boston are called. <laughs> but, but what I'm all I'm trying to say is, is that I'm not disagreeing with you, in you know entirely. I'm I believe that 
because uh, let's be honest, some Republicans, like I was referring to earlier, they no. will. It's either you no. Let me. It's it's either they stay in line with with certain Republican leads, or they're demonized by the party. And there's that pressure. There's not that. It's like it's like this. Same with the Democratic Party. If you are you ever go with Nancy Pelosi and be bullied by her or Mitch McConnell and be and they're the main bullies. Like it's like though they're the alpha dogs, right? No pack is betas. You have a foreign line or you have the pack. That doesn't that doesn't forgive the name cowards though, because look from my perspective the the gun violence issue severely upsets me, and um, especially since I'm thinking about being a pediatrician, okay, yeah, and um, you know Republican senators Joe Manchin, um, Kristen Sinema. Uh, they are beyond being beyond cowards. Okay. I mean, they're, they're vile people. If you vote against gun legislation, I don't care if it's your job on the line, you're irresponsible. I'm reprehensible. I, I, and, and this is the reason, by the way, to loop back to something you said earlier, this is largely the reason that people vote by party, because in some places, if you don't vote for a Democrat, you lose healthcare access. You lose abortion access, which is a priority for some people. Um, and to loop again back to something you said, the people like to report crime statistics. And they always like to say uh, democratically run cities, which, by the way, is all cities. All cities are, Demo are, are majority Democrat. It's not a coincidence. Um, all major cities, at least, um, have a bunch of crime. Interestingly, if you go by per capita, Right, so you normalize by 100,000 people, um, which is a fair way of doing it because it's a proportion. Actually, those New York is the second safest um, city in the United States, or it's well, in the top five. It I, is. I, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Hold on. As someone who actually lives and resides, I, don't care I, I know, but I'm going to I'm just telling you because statistics is statistics, numbers are numbers, but. What you actually see in the streets, because let's be honest, I've seen cops here pick up a crazy person, right? Who's trying to, uh, who abuses people. You know what they do? They don't want to do the paperwork. So they take them away from the scene. They drop them off a few blocks later uh, away. Not the police, police. And stop. then there's other issues, right? Where, for example, today, at 440 today, a 31 year old man by the name of Theodore Ellis. Right, pushed a 54 year old woman onto the subway tracks, pushed on the tracks, broken ribs, lacerations, could have died if there was an actual subway coming. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that these are like to the rest of the country, you know, it's not news because they don't hear it. Just like throughout the, the rest of the country in every major city, Atlanta, Chicago, et cetera. It's the same thing. Local news will tell you the truth. And, you know, unless you're in national, it makes national media attention, you won't hear about it the rest of the country. But the fact sure. is, is that I see people shot in the street. I've seen all this violence in New York getting worse and worse and worse. Every single day, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear an ambulance or a fire, the, the fire department, or even the, the police. But the fact is, right, is that it's a continuance. You know, we have a new mayor, same shit, 
no difference. Chauncey. That's what I I'm trying agree. to say. No, yes, no, Chauncey, I agree. Numbers, I agree. But the numbers can't be flawed because numbers can be biased. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that, first off, I should mention these are FBI-based statistics, which are usually pretty reliable. Unless um, they're not accurately reported to the FBI. They, 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 but they are. Because I'm not trying to start a conspiracy. I'm just trying to put the knowledge out there that, for example, with the media, right? Hold on. Before hold you on, go on, hold on. Listen, let me up in here. Okay. For example, when, when, when Trump was president, how often do you hear about negative media about Trump? A lot. With Biden, when he first got into office, because now it's different, but for the most part, was Biden as president? How often does he make the media in negative remarks? Well, he also keeps out of the media more than Trump does. I think. I think it's no, but but, but so we demonize a person for sharing for do uh, uh, utilizing their freedom of speech and doing a lot of press conferences and such. But that, that's what I'm saying. The difference is, is that the media is can be biased. I don't care. I used yeah, but to be this a isn't the media. Is what I'm saying. You know why I used to be a follower of CNN? Because CNN, to me, was the most reliable news at one point where it was non-biased, where I can rely on them to, to tell both sides of the story, liberal and conservative, and not see any biasism. But the problem is, is that now in journalism, any, uh, there's a lot of biasism. Chauncey, you're, you're, I, need you to, I need you to come oh, back with me. We're going back into the house. You're in the forest right now. I know. I'm in the forest. Oh, there's, a, there's an owl. Look, Avery. Anywho. But it's the fact media that, bias. But get what I'm trying to say. My point is, is that statistics can be true and the statistics can be false. You can't, can't do that. You can't uh, do that, though. such thing, Avery, as a prefer, uh, of a perfect science. I, I understand. So let me talk. Let me talk and uninterrupted. Is for anything a bit. perfect, Avery? In this world, in this let me talk world, uninterrupted for a bit. There's a difference. I ask you a question to begin your to begin your portion. See, of I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer. It. Yes, but so let me ask the question nice and clear. In this world, is anything 100 percent without a fact, shadow of a doubt, 100 percent perfect? Except that in the United States, you are guaranteed two things: death and taxes. And I forget what the third one was, but I know for sure it was death and taxes are the two things in life that, in, at least in the United States, we are guaranteed to have. Unless well, you're the I think if, if you make a certain, if you make above a certain money threshold, you're not even guaranteed taxes. But Well, yes, um, that's what I was referring to, where if you have a good lawyer, a good accountant, or good lawyers, you can get around shit. So regardless, but, no. Good, so let me reiterate, it's the number one thing we are guaranteed in this life. Life. Death. So other than death, A.B., which is 100% going to happen, what is anything else in this life that I can say without a shadow of a doubt is 100% accurate? What's your point of saying this? By, by this logic, though, I can't trust anything because everything could potentially be completely fallible. That's well, not how things work. We try to our listeners. That's what it's all about. That's what this channel is all about. It's I'm all about trying to make sure that I am balancing the things you are saying. That's the yeah, that's where the interpretation on behalf of the audience comes from. Okay, so let me let me who, 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 huh? Well, 
let me reiterate this. When Trump was president, right? He no, 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 wait. I just want to make a point. I just want to make a point. No, 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 no. But I'm trying to tie in every what I'm my point is to get it to go with your statistical um uh every based on the facts, based on the, the statistics. Sure. Who who did Trump Trump is the one who appointed the former head of the FBI, correct? Uh correct. And under the investigations by the House and the Senate, what did we learn about the pure the the, the previous bureau of uh, uh, you know head of the Bureau of Investigation, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and Trump's? What did we learn from that? I that don't know what you're referring to. I mean, they did an investigation. They didn't think they had enough evidence, so they didn't move forward. But but there was some evidence as to um, using false statistics or leaving out certain things to get certain things done. Correct? I don't actually remember that, to be honest with you. I know. It's, it seems like forever because this Biden presidency has been such a shit storm that... Fuck. I mean, the Trump administration was worse, but... You're free to believe otherwise. All I know is we're in the midst of a recession, as we are now. But yeah, I, it depends if you ignore the data then. But all I know um, is just as you and I, when you go to the gas pump and when you go to the, so I want to, I want to touch on, I want to touch on uh, grocery store. It's paying a lot yeah, more than we. He's the president, though. He can't. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, let me just uninterrupted. Talk a bit about the crime stuff, okay? Does that sound okay? Mike is all yours. Okay, I, I appreciate it. Oh, try um, not to interrupt. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'll just talk over you. It's fine. I also am the editor, so I'll just edit you out. It's fine. Because um, the audio is recorded separately. Um, Alan. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a threat. I'm just saying that's what will happen. Um, so... <laughs> A threat that that's not a threat that is a promise <laughs> correct so um it, it is true that no statistics are perfect especially crime-based statistics but when we say they're not perfect it's typically due to under-reporting not over-reporting and there's no reason to assume that the under-reporting would be equal um part of the reason that i bring up the fact that actually large cities relatively are safer on a day-to-day -day basis, you might experience more crime in your personal life, but that's only because there's a lot of people in cities. It's a ton, millions of people are in cities sometimes. And so you're gonna see things, but when you divide that crime out by the total number of people, it's actually not that much crime. Whereas uh, Kentucky um, actually has some of the most, Kentucky, Alabama, and Texas actually have some of the most, and Tennessee, um, have some of the most dangerous uh, cities. Um, and unsurprisingly, violence uh, per capita is higher in conservative-run states, largely. Um, and, state, and there's a direct correlation to this violence with states that have more lax gun laws. Um, your life expectancy is actually like five to 10 years less in states with lax gun laws compared to states with um, better gun law, more restrictive gun laws to loop it back to the gun discussion before. And so policies matter. And while, while crime statistics are of course not perfect, they are still, there's no reason to completely throw them out. They're still a good measure, something that we can use to make policy decisions on. 
So if I see states, a pattern where states with unrestricted gun laws have higher um, violence rates and higher death rates and lower um, lifespan for Americans, I'm likely to say, okay, and a lot of those deaths are gun related. Yeah, maybe restricting guns would increase people's quality of life and their, and their lifespan, right? Because it's not going to kill them. Um, and yeah, there are certainly uh, d democratically run cities and large cities in general. It's not really democratically run. It's just large cities in general. Large cities in general do have problems, especially homelessness. Um, there can be a ton of issues. Uh, and yeah, of course, I'd like crime to be zero, but it's not zero. And there's a lot of factors that play into that. But a lot of people like to talk about, oh, Chicago. Do you know that 70% of the guns in Chicago come from Indiana? And the reason that they come from Indi in Indiana is because Indiana has no gun restrictions, basically. So they get exported to that state. And there's gang violence that plays into that. But it's not because gu the gun laws in Chicago are restrictive that there's gun violence. It's because other states aren't, which is why a federal push for gun restrictions is so heavily needed. Because when you leave it up to the states, there's too many gaps. Um, that goes with a lot of things. Um, I don't know, that's just pretty much just what I wanted to say on that to provide some clarification. Uh, and just side note, Biden isn't a good president. I don't, I don't, I, I don't like him either. I'm, I want a more left president than that. Um, but like he is, a lot of his problems were inherited, but also even if they weren't, he's the president, he's not, he can't make a lot of unilateral actions. Biden, unlike Trump actually, um, is pretty much a straight shooter. He doesn't like signing executive orders. Trump signed way more executive orders than he has to date. Um, and I don't know, like they both suck. We haven't had a good president in almost 20 years now. Oh, good-ish, no president's really good. But I understand what you're saying about the, it's a morality issue and that's part of it. But the morality issues, I think for me, largely in the hands of conservative politicians who continue to, to be inactive. Like every time Biden tries to pass something, for example, you wanted to talk about electric cars are expensive. They are trying to subsidize electric cars. The only reason gas powered cars are even viable is because the whole industry was subsidized by the US government. Subsidized meaning uh, to anyone that doesn't know, uh, those goods are cheaper because the, the government um, makes them cheaper, basically, um, via tax write-offs, et cetera. Um, and electric cars currently aren't. Some states have provisions on it, but it's not federal, and they're trying to do that, and conservatives won't let them. Um, and he doesn't control gas prices, okay? It's a complicated issue. It's more, it more has to do with corporations. If you want to get mad at someone, get mad at corporations. Um, but regardless of all of that, I just think it's important to recognize that the conservative party at this point in time is pretty like morally off, off the rails. Okay. Like they just won't get anything passed. Um, they want to get rid of uh, access to abortion, which depends on, I know it's a touchy issue, but personally, I think um, freedom to be able to choose, especially for very early pregnancies is very critical for, for women's health. Um, and all these other issues that we're trying to solve, but the conservative party just doesn't let us like, they just keep voting no on everything. So I don't know what we're supposed to do except vote them out. Um, yeah. So that's the end of my rant.
or response to a rant rather. <laughs> well, that was a good response. And I say stuff. It's going to be, a, well, Avery, take us to the break. All right. Uh, we're going to break now. Uh, it's where we both collectively uh, get drinks and wait for 10 minutes for something to happen. Something like that. Bod keep, triple jack and coke, hold the coke. <laughs> Damn, that's heavy. And we're back. So after a long hiatus, Political Brothers is back. And um, we will be focusing on getting more guests again. I know Stuart Mitchell that you guys have heard from in a previous episode is very interested in coming back as well as uh, we have some other special guests lined up over the next few weeks and months. As well as we are going to be starting a uh, having a mediator of sorts due to Avery and I do tend to go on rants and over talk each other and fight back and back so we'll do that as well as get a different perspective as well from our mediator which will be named on her first episode so basically Avery just to reiterate we spoke a lot I mean, I know we got off topic with certain things, which we tend to do. I mean, and folks, we have tested for ADHD and ADD and all that thing. So this is just. <laughs> so, but just to reiterate everything besides the whole guns are bad is that I want everyone tonight, today, whatever time zone you're in, whatever time it is, to think about those that mean the closest to you and just simply be thankful that they're in your life and wonder to yourself, what would happen if some to them, some tragedy or some, like they've gone out of your life, how would that make you feel? And then keep that energy when you go to vote keep that energy when you're making decisions in your life because if you life's too short life is a precious thing and if you do see someone struggling out there there are numerous things that one can do there's this national suicide hotline there's therapists even if it takes a second as an extra second just to talk just simply talk and listen. Because Avery, I'm not going to lie. I know we overtalk each other, we ignore each other. I mean, we're brothers, but at the end of the day, we listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think thing that the American people need to do more of is just simply stop, take a breath, listen, and actually get out of their bubble and get themselves out there and put themselves in someone else's shoes. Cause these students, as tragic as they are, some people say, well, they, why couldn't they just kill themselves? 
But the thing is, is not why they didn't kill themselves, but what caused someone to get to that point. And it could be mental illness. It could be just simple, just evil and evilness inside of them. Or numerous things. But the fact is, is that to those touched by these latest tragedies from all the countries, even the ones that never made national television that Avery and I don't even know about. We mourn with you. Me personally, I pray with you. And I pray for a better world, a world where I don't have to turn on the television to hear about a tragedy from children to the el- to adults to elderly. Everyone's affected by this and I'm just tired. I know this is, folks, not the most, um, <clears throat> the way I personally wanted to come back to Political Brothers and have us our very first episode be after hiatus, so long as it is, but things need to be said. And you know, next next time we're going to be talking about mental illness. We're going to be talking about the political system more in depth when it comes to that, and as well as society as a whole. And yeah. Avery, I do want to reiterate that not everyone's going to agree with our viewpoints, and of once course. again, an opinionated channel. Avery and I may teach you something that you never knew before. We may throw facts out, which by all means, throw, you know, inquire about those facts. Um, And then as always, if you guys have questions or topics or someone that you would like to be involved in with us, you know, we always leave our contact um, tied to our podcasts. Mm -hmm. Our email is always there. Um, our social media uh, will be starting soon, but um, no much, but maybe one day. <laughs> We're not here to make money. Yeah. We're just here to just have our voices, our opinions out there, and hopefully it changes minds, maybe make someone think it a little differently. But the whole thing is, is that at the end of the day, As much good as there is out there, there's a lot of bad. And hopefully we can make you laugh, we can make you smile, and make you, like I said, have an open mind. Because I know in uh, in past podcasts, Avery, some things I've changed my mind about that we spoke about after a long discussion. And then some things, obviously, I'm sticking to my roots. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sticking and some things maybe you've changed your opinion on. But the fact is that at the end of the day, we're just two simple brothers with a mission to educate and change minds. And not even that, just to, like I said, give people um, something to, you know, an open mind. Make you rethink things, maybe. But 
yeah so that's it folks that's all folks <laughs> uh porky pig would say so avery take it away yeah so thank yeah just to shortly echo that um i mean I pretty much agree with everything there no no argument against here um yeah it's we we don't always choose the news the news just kind of happens and we have to i i wanted it to be a happier episode too but um maybe next time it'll be well mental illness i don't know we'll, but, but we'll, we'll we'll see uh it's unfortunately a pretty politically charged uh summer <laughs> what, did you repeat that chauncey it could get very dark yeah it, it, it probably probably will actually a good chance you need to make some Joker jokes, though, or some. You bring back your Batman uh, rhetoric from earlier. It's kind of apt. On the Batman. I know, right? But, you know, um, <laughs> we'll just wait and see, folks. So. Yeah. But, but till then, um, hope everyone stays safe. And like Chauncey said, I really liked uh, what you said there about keep those things in mind, people that you care about when you go to vote and when you choose make decisions in your every, everyday life or in the future, because those things have more impact than you could ever imagine, especially local elections and stuff like that. Um, you can make a real difference in that way. And even having the conversations like we are with each other now, um, you can impact a lot of people's lives and perspectives. Um, yeah. So with that, we'll see you guys next time. Why don't you fall asleep on me?